tickets are still available for the New Year season of the Peggy Pod Pantomime Hour of the Theatre Royal, starring Velvet, Blackout, Bognos, Pod Producer Ken, and Huey Green as the pig. All seats restricted view with discounts for excessive drinking, expressive swearing, and presenters forgetting what they were about to, um, yes. Book now to ensure disappointment. Runs until January 2nd. Tickets from PeggyMoundPod.com. Who's modern held my banner? All of these medals will matter muckle before the bell tolls midnight. That BBC Globe, what in the name of all that's holy is it? You get a snapshot of what it's like to live in Scotland. This is it. I'm getting flashbacks to fucking junior school. The more this happens, and it, it's, it is this, like, repeated, and now we're going to do Scottish country dancing again. <laughs> They're doing their best. They're yeah. doing their best because the mic in its stand has been positioned in the city of Durham so that yes. you can feedback. <laughs> Exit! Stage left! Are you all right? Hello and welcome to the annual Peggy Mount Calamity Hour Hogmanay Special. I'm Dr Velvet. I'm Blackout. And we're here to see in the new year with a highland fling towards Orwell's prophecy. And because there's a wee dram to be drank and a shortbread to be shifted, we are of course joined by our festive friend, Mr Ozzy Bognops. Gentlemen, tidings of the season as if they couldn't get tidy enough. There we go. Lovely. You had a good one? Marvellous. Can't wait for it to end. <laughs> Smashing. Delightfully cynical. All right, good, good. And um, you both? Oh, yes, but I tell you what, after such an exhausting Christmas, I could do with a drink. Yes, hello to you. Thank you for dropping into our Big Ben bonging breakdown of Hogmanic Television, where Britain's best love battle axe is never far from our minds, because here, all New Year roads lead to the mountain. If you go over to PeggyMountPod.com, info for the episode we're discussing is in the show notes. You can find us on the socials, get in touch to say hello, or ask us why we haven't written a list of resolutions to ignore yet. Before we set off everyone's tinnitus by inviting them round for a party without telling them there's going to be a 15-piece pipe band, indoors, gentlemen, I've got to ask, what are we drinking? Curveball. I've gone for Stag's Breath Whiskey Liqueur. Good Lord. Whiskey liqueur. <clears throat> Whiskey liqueur, which, to be honest, sounds utterly appalling uh, as a name. But you know what? The taste is OK. I can't really compare it to anything else I've ever tasted, apart from when I remember being a toddler and licking the pram handles. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I can compare it to. Anyway, Mr Aussie Bognops. Port. Lovely. Start the year as you mean to go on, it's right? Absolutely. You know, I gave up on the terps and the battery acid, just a slightly acidic edge, not my kind of mm. thing, even straight mm. through the sock. So I decided <laughs> to go back to some familiar territory. So, port, gentlemen. Fair. Mr. Blackout, save us from this madness. <laughs> I've got a bottle of 80 Shilling by the Belhaven Brewery in Dunbar. Oh, I like 80 that. 80 Shilling. Yes. There we yes. go. That's a cracking bevy, that. Yeah, smashing. Let's Keep Good. it scotch. Full of tartan and tradition. And speaking of tradition, so, as long-standing listeners will know already, we like to count down to the new year here at Mount Peg Towers, which we'll be doing later in the show. With the help of our computer, Arse's Temporal Forecasting Circuitry, I'm going to press this button 
Turn that handle, and he'll tell you what time you need to press play on this entire podcast from the very start, if you want to join in the countdown at home. And if he says October, panic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, arse, what time do the people need to be pressing the play on this entire podcast from the very start, if... They want to join in the countdown at home. Hang on a minute. Engaging future farsight mode. Listener, you'll need to start this whole podcast from the very start at 12 minutes past 11 o'clock at night and 12 seconds. If you want to join in the countdown at home. Thanks, Oz. So for clarity, that's... I said 12 minutes past 23 o'clock and 12 seconds, as if I wasn't clear enough the first time. Who put his cable in the wrong way? I think Ken gets Arse's batteries from a mate of his at the Buffs who works in the returns room at Tandy's. That sounds about right. Oh no, you're very welcome. Right, that's that sorted. Are we sitting comfortably, gentlemen? Because when the word Hogmanay is uttered, you can be forgiven for thinking of tartan splendour and the sound of the accordion wafting across the moors. To some, that conjures up a caveman and Elvis in a mint green jumpsuit. But it wouldn't do for us all to be the same, right? party was BBC One Scotland's celebratory offering as 1983 slid raucously into 84. Filmed in Glasgow and broadcast north of the border on New Year's Eve at 11.30. Presented by Bill McHugh and Bill Torrance with the musical assistance of Moira Anderson and Maggie Moon, this is an hour-long televised Hogmanay gathering featuring turns from Hector Nickel, Sidney Devine, Tim Stevens, more dancers than you can throw a sparring at and the one known only as Colette. All are welcome, of course, so let's round off the year by opening the doors to some true Caledonian hospitality. And just before we do, just first up, that fucking globe, that BBC globe, what in the name of all that's holy is it? You get a snapshot of what it's like to live in Scotland. (laughs) That's just normal for them. I thought it was a gigantic Alka-Seltzer on its side. I'm surprised it wasn't a haggis. Yeah, they're, they're laying it on thick, but do you know what, Fair? Because when we when we first go into this programme, the awkwardness of the studio audience, the traditional musical instruments, you know, the accordions going like hell, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and the microphone cables that have a 30-centimetre yes. circumference, <laughs> um... Yeah, tell me, tell me, we're not onto a winner here, mind. I have to say, the mic cables did appear to be made of ship mooring rope. I've never seen anything <laughs> yes. as thick in my life. Absolutely. And Studio A Glasgow. Now, a friend of mine used to work at BBC Scotland when it was based at um, Queen Margaret Drive in Glasgow. Studio A is about the size of a nose. Um, so, and that was the biggest studio they had. So, uh-huh. actually. Not only is it claustrophobic, but the only thing you can really do in this is people watch. And my God, there's some people to watch. I love that some of the in-studio audience here are having their time of their lives, clapping along, while there are others who have the look of a hostage being forced to hold up today's newspaper and say that they've been treated well. (laughs) 
And my God, there's a fair old representation of the age ranges here. There's a real definitive divide between who's having a good time and who's having a bad time. And I'll tell uh, you who's having the best time at the beginning, Maggie Moon. She can't believe she's got the gig. We, we open with, come in, come in, it's nice to see ye. It's yeah. a nice big group number. We've got the four of them. Um, yeah. It segues off into three individual showcases. And Moon, Moon doesn't get the spotlight yet because she's English and that will be illegal under Scottish law. Yeah, not wearing a cutaway dress for a change. I wonder what part of Scotland she's from. <laughs> oh, yes, Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> right? But already, this opening number... I'm in. I'm down. Take my money. This is mint. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it was so nice of Bill McHugh to get dressed up to be on the telly. Yes. Um, right. And then the third singer, Bill Torrance, he is, appears to be singing the bar menu in a club singer voice. Yes. <laughs> Again, I'm here for that. That is absolutely fine. He thinks, as and, and evidence will bring itself forward, he thinks he's a brunette Kenny Rogers. The man. <laughs> Crossed with Uncle Remus and Gordon Jackson. To be fair, oh, right. he thinks he's a brune, Kenny Rogers. You're right, <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. Nobody knows how Maggie's got the gig, um, but she's turned up and they said, well, all right, what can you do? I'll tell you, well, we'll I'll get onto her spot in a second, but brilliant opening, you're right. Yeah. I've pulled my chair up, I've sat down, I've poured myself half pint of Glenmorangie yep. and I'm, I'm in, I'm yeah. in. And of course the dancers, they have to be fucking dancers. Of course they do. Of course they do. It's part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> m- we, we then go straight into Moira singing solo. Two points here. Number one, Moira's outfit. Mm. Now, she, she's got that beautiful blouse, and then she's got that big... It's quite a voluminous frock. Yes. That, not frock, skirt, shall yes, we say. Yes. It's a skirt. Yeah. She, she looks like she should be sitting over a toilet roll. Well, True. it's that. Or, do you know what immediately um, sprung to mind? She's Venger. From Dungeons and Dragons. Beautiful. The, beautiful. <laughs> that is Venger's dress, I'm telling uh-huh. you now. Uh, anyway, th- that aside, what's going on with the sound mix? Oh, because what mix? I cannot hear her over the booming of, I think it's, well, McBarry White. No, but it's not. It's Bill McHugh. You yelling. know what? Yeah. Every time, I'll say this now, every time Moira Anderson does a song in this, for my notes, I'm like, I'm writing a headline of who's singing and what they're singing a lot of the time I'm not familiar with these songs so I can just like google no. a bit of the lyrics and find yeah, out that yeah, way yeah. I can't make out a fucking word that she's singing at all here's the Gardens the lads are staunch and true now if I'd been a laddie I'd be a garden too but seeing I'm a lassie I must it's like Moira, Moira, Moira. We know you're better than this. We saw you a week ago. Good lord! If if you can't hear Moira Anderson, there's something wrong because that woman can crack concrete. I stuck me head out the window and I could hear her. Oh, I can I mean? hear her. I can't make out the words. It just. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's a that's a running trend in this, and I think you know this was regional. This was not done for the network until the following year when it all went tits up. That's what I love about it, the fact that this was made by BBC Scotland for BBC Scotland. Absolutely. They don't have to take into consideration the English people, apart from Maggie Moon, who's in the room with them. That's it. That's right. 
And that is Love it. no better highlighted than later on in the show, but we'll get to that. Indeed. What I've loved about this, Doctor, is that the full, lavish BBC orchestra gives way to an accordion, piano and drums combo, the yep. Jim Johnston Scottish Country Dance Band. Like, has the money run out already? Because the band's clearly there. The orchestra's clearly there. They're just <laughs> they're getting triple bubble because it's yeah. New Year's Eve, but they're not allowed to be in shot. That's right. We got one yep. shot. We got one shot of them. Uh, at, at a midpoint in the show, but it was brief. <laughs> uh, it was very brief, but never mind. Oh. Um, we, you mentioned sweeping shots. Uh, we get sweeping shots of the singers as they stand amongst the audience. Yeah. And what a beautifully dressed audience. It's 1983. Yes. So high street fashion doesn't quite know what it wants to do with itself uh-huh. yet for yeah. anybody yeah. over the a- age of 40. Indeed. And for anybody under the age of 40, clearly they think that continuing to wear a Christmas jumper after Christmas is fucking mint. I could have punched him. Oh, me too. Him and the guy in the floppy suit. Yeah. Who was clearly trying to look down Moon's knockers. I mean, that was... (laughs) Mind you, we get a close-up of her with the gags. Mm Mm-hmm. She's got the biggest pair of glasses on, this canny old lady. (laughs) They look like entry shields. (laughs) They, they are re-entry shields. Her glasses. PeggyMountPod.com. Look in the show notes. Hashtag her with the legs. Yeah. Right. They, they had to be careful with the studio lighting because yes. one stray beam, it would hit her glasses and would give somebody open-heart surgery on the yes. other side of the dance floor. Yeah. And you know who it would be? It would be that guy wearing what I can only describe as a bonnet, a proper fucking Scottish hat. There's uh-huh. always yes. one, and in this one, you, the, the director came back to him so many times. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But there was also a bit of lyric sheet reading as well, a la the good old days. Um, you know, just waiting for Maggie Moon to come back on or to go yeah. home well, or to the toilet. It won't be long before she comes back on, but first of all, we meet some dancers in some beautiful purple tartan slacks. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and you I know, want I, a pair I, I of sus- those. I suspect some of them might be gay, you know. No, don't be ridiculous. I have to admit, every time the dancing started in this, I zoned out. Oh, I love it, me. No, I'll tell you what I liked about it was the fact that at the end, the studio was so fucking small, they actually dance out into the street. Yes. <laughs> in the freezing cold. They're basically freezing the nipples off until they can come back in, as are the pipe they, band. They are dancing on a Bell's Whiskey beer mat. They really are, absolutely. That dance floor is tiny, and, it, and I think they've done it on purpose. I think it's where the news desk usually was. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, dancing ends. Ladies and gentlemen... Miss Maggie Moon. Yes. Birmingham's finest. Oh, hey! The party's on, and one by one, cars are And I wonder if there's any. I love that when she starts this song, there's these two young guys standing immediately behind Maggie, who yes. are clearly fucking besotted with her. Oh yeah, one's looking, one's trying to look down the front of a dress, and one's eyeing up a VPL. I mean, yes. this is bad. <laughs> but you know what? Maggie is fucking loving this. She's in full club mode. And oh yeah. Credit where it's due. The audience are loving her as well. This is entirely mutual. She is the only thing stopping this from turning into a full barn dance. Yes, this is something for the dads. Or rather, for the two blokes sitting at a table, one with a burgundy tie who's clearly embarrassed at her frisking and the other bloke looking <laughs> jealous, 
until she takes his hand and he's all for whipping her into his Ford Orion in the car park and saying, I'll name those tits in one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I love I love that Maggie forgets the key change is coming and then has to quickly yes. adjust on the first note of that line. Starry sky, moon on high, sure feel good to me. This song is all over the gaff. For yes. a start, I think this is a bad song choice. This has got to be the latest release on her on her album. The, Again, the it's not. Yes. It's probably not a coincidence because it certainly happens later on. I think when the sound mixer has been like you know mastering the levels for that night, there's a button labelled English, and he just presses that for whenever she's singing. <laughs> God bless her. Yeah, she has to put up with some shit in this. And to be fair, the song's going on, the song's rattling on. It's got a bit of a rock edge to it with that guitar. Yeah. And you, and you can see the audience gradually disengage as yeah. the song goes Absolutely. on because it's not an, it's not an accordion That's and right. there's not a whiff yep. of tartan about it. You can see them pulling away from it. There's mm-hmm. quite a lot of harmonica action uh, in the orchestral stuff um, and I suspect it was played by the musical director of the evening, one Mr Chris Pringle. That has to be a fucking pseudonym. <laughs> Gotta be. Maggie wraps up and she disappears for quite some time, to be fair. I thought she'd gone home on the bus. Yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we get a little sense of the ambience of the place. I feel, I do feel like I'm in the local pub. This is on no, 20, this. This is Aye. it. We get Bill and Bill's traditional Scottish medley. Indeed. With um, a woman in a flowery dress that appears to have been on the milk stout since October. This is it. It's like everyone's singing along and clapping and there's drinking and there's smoking and there is this real air of a working men's club on a Saturday night. And the lyric sheets are doing a lot of heavy lifting here. Of course they are. But I didn't mind this at all. You have the two Bills singing away and then one one of the Bills points the microphone to a member of the audience and she tries to sing, but the guy on sound hasn't put his mic up. So while she's miming the words, Bill across the other side of the room is singing away and it sounds like she's... Got a yes. voice deeper. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, yes. you yes. got that as well. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, a well-moderated baritone. It was quite something. <laughs> we c- we calm things down, yes, with Moira. And Moira is sat on a seat. She's got a mic, and I'm just noticing her mic technique, and she's pulling the mic away before she blows the fucking lights out. You on are this reading set. my notes, Doctor. Yep. You, doing the club singer thing with the mic. The higher the notes, the longer the distance from the mouth. Absolutely and singing behind the orchestra, which is a real skill. So Moira's sitting down for this one, as you've noted. Most of With it is just a static open. shot. Most of it's just a static shot of her, so that the audience can get up and go to the toilet if they want. They're not going to be filmed doing it. That's fine, you know. Um, and everyone else has got to take this seriously, so the time for fun is paused. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. And at the time of writing, Moira is still with us, aged eighty-four, and Indeed. living in that wonderful part of Scotland. The Isle of Man. <laughs> right? Two words, yeah, well. tax reasons. That's fine. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. She sang at Norman Wisdom's funeral, you know. <laughs> she wasn't invited, she just sang there. <laughs> but she could be three miles away and still sing at the funeral. She stands on Queen's Promenade in Douglas and she just stands and yells her fucking lungs out every day just because she has to. <laughs> yeah, Moira is singing in front of uh, what is made out to be the back doors wide open and revealing a beautiful winter landscape outside. There's effort made here. There is effort made with the scenery. It's, yeah. it, it, it's all right, this. this. Again, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But when that painted cloth falls down, when the flat actually falls down due to a gust of wind, that is literally the back door. That's, they've had to push the studio walls so far fucking out. <laughs> yes, yes. 
I mean, with the dashing white sergeant, you really have to feel for both the director of cameras and the floor manager. They appear oh. to have, as you said, their dance floor is the size of a beer mat, and it's probably the middle of the new studio, but they have a go. Again, you are looking at my fucking notes. Please, will you stop? <laughs> One, yeah, we go into the dashing white sergeant, which is a dance number. Um, at this point, it's not just the, uh, the double take dancers. We've got the audience up as well. Oh, yes, we have. Watching people dancing on the telly is fucking boring. It was then, it is now. There we fucking have it. Now, while there are ones up there who know the dance, it oh. is almost impossible for the film crew to capture them properly because they don't know where they're going to be fucking leaping over to next. So oh, there's a line. So. There is a line on the floor where they've just said to the camera crew, stand behind that. And they've said to all the dancers, <laughs> don't go over that line. That's how they filmed this. And the moment they try to do an overhead shot, they bang their heads off the lights. So they can't actually do anything above head height. Yes. Which is quite a... And Bunnett, I mean, you can see him a mile off. He's dancing. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nisbet family from Family Fortunes are in amongst this lot. Nisbet! (laughs) Did you notice, though, one of the members of the audience, when they announced that it was dancing time... Oh, let's call her Stripes and Triangles. Okay? I know exactly who you mean. She looks like the titles to Science Workshop. Stripes and Triangles catapults herself onto the dance floor. What a reaction from yes. that woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she strides towards that dance floor as if somebody said, I'll tell you what, you have won yourself the leadership of a principality in the hottest <laughs> climate and there is unlimited wealth. God almighty, the woman. Oh, what a night. What a night she's having. Give me that confidence. Anyway, we have a little bit of a dance. And then Hector Nickel comes on. Hector Nickel, dressed as the test card. Right. In a brown shirt, a white cap, and Blackout's favourite, white loafers. Again, now, I'm going to say I didn't mind this. I didn't mind it. I'm not saying, I'm, I, I'm not saying I, I mind it. I actually rather enjoyed it. He's warming the audience up. Yeah, yeah. It's all short-form gags. Interchangeable with any other comic of that scene. Again, very much in the club tradition. The poor bastard's having to run a tight five to an audience who was sitting behind him. So yes, he's constantly yeah. having to deliver his punchlines over his shoulder. Yeah. And I love the fact that the one tag, you're ugly as well, gets a round of applause. Poor bugger. Yeah. But he does get them warmed up, no doubt. There's no way this could have been networked without subtitles. That is exactly the point I was about to make. He gets them warmed up, which is great for them, but not for me, because I couldn't understand a fucking word. <laughs> this took me this took me three listens to, to get it to a flow where I could understand what the man was saying. The following uh, year, they got See, Chick next time, Murray. I need to watch this in the room with you, because I'm getting all of this on the first take. This is yeah, <laughs> I got it. The f- and the following year, they tried to do the same when they did the network version, and they got Chick Murray, and Chick Murray was not a well man, at right. the time, but that's to read. It's worth it's worth reading because uh, it was an absolute shambles when they tried to present this local show to the mm-hmm. national network. It died, <laughs> died horribly. And speaking of dying horribly, I wish I fucking could in the next song because I Caledonia. hate it. Oh. I hate it. It's one of those songs that's clearly written by a fucking American because oh it's God. about somebody not being in Scotland. We get we get another we get another slow number. It's Bill Torrance. With a shirt open to the navel. I'm fine with this. Indeed. Bill is I'm sitting not. on a sofa whose fabric would not look out of place in the shining. Correct. And a tracking shot that was a real case of where the fuck are you going? 
<laughs> because it has to track over people's heads, and you, all of a sudden you can't see Bill. You just can't see him. So it's like, are you going? Are you lined up for the next program? Are you doing the weather or something? Where the hell are you going? Come back. In, pre, in pre-production, this was supposed to bring the audience down after the raucous stand-up set of Hector Nichols. Yeah. So again, yeah, I, yeah. I understand why this is here. That's fine, you know. And also, there are two things that, I mean, this is the ultimate people-watching show, as we've all said earlier, you know. It is the only thing to do because the studio is so small. But there are two people focused on at this moment who are mouthing along. I reckon they wrote the song account the fucking PRS in their head. <laughs> and every sing- And here's a musical point, because you know, gentlemen, I have dabbled on the accordion occasionally. At the, Once at the or pig, twice. At the Pig and Pikelet. Uh-huh. And every single song in this entire broadcast appears to need the last line repeating again. It's like, and that's the finish, and they do it again. And in this one, there's a two-bar cut right before the end to an old man who clearly needs a piss. <laughs> yeah. Fair, you know. <laughs> totally yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Totally fair. Totally fair. And he gets a chance mm. because next week we have a section of dancing. To be fair... At least this can be filmed properly because it's with the dance troupe, which means it's been rehearsed. Indeed. And it reminds me of doing country dancing at school on a Friday yep. morning in a freezing cold hall and of Josie Grainer smacking me across the mouth during the Cumberland this, Square This eight. is it. I'm getting flashbacks to fucking junior school. The more this happens, and it, it's, it is this, like, repeated, and now we're going to do Scottish country dancing again. Yeah, <laughs> but I loved it. I was a weird kid. I loved Scottish country dancing. Same. I loved it. John Tether oh. and McBain's band. And one other thing, gentlemen, which is really boiling my piss, which is probably that bloke was drinking, which is why I needed the loo. The Christmas <laughs> tree. It's from George Square in Glasgow, isn't it? It's fucking huge. <laughs> it's Moira Anderson's. She's brought uh, it along. Because yeah. contractual rider, of course. How could I be so stupid? You're absolutely right. You're right. Either that or, yeah, you know, they've gone to the centre of Glasgow and just built a studio around that. Right. Very possibly, yes. Except, except, obviously, as we know, they say they're going to build a studio around it. They built a porter cabin around it. So we've got Bill McHugh singing uh, about the roads to Dundee, which he sings while standing in front of a real fire. Now, I, I bet this. his arse and leg hairs must be practically on fucking fire. And yes, certainly yes. they were definitely burning on the key change. You can see the tears welling in his eyes, just wanting to fucking stand further forward. And I'm like, no, that's where you've chosen to stand. <laughs> so then he walks down onto the beer mat dance floor, and there's a bloke standing there who's clearly... It's a rictus grin, because he knows now that this tartan's going to go up like a fucking piece of cotton wool. <laughs> yeah. Now, Bill Bill was already sporting the kilt and the waistcoat, but at mm. this point, the jacket's on. And, oh. yeah, he's singing this sweeping number yeah. by the fireplace. Sweeping up, I think. <laughs> but, again, I'm amazed at how this manages to come off well without being too mawkish, because he genuinely yeah. looks happy to be there. Indeed. I mean, I think they're all happy to be there because this is a programme that didn't go below Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. <laughs> and Scotland was a nice, contained colony of a country at that point. In its way. <laughs> now, here comes Moira. We, we're back with Moira. We are, and she and, and she is. She's, she's sat Stotton. You know what? We've got, we got Moira Anderson in that voluminous tartan skirt 
Oh, yeah. Avenger. And it's clashing with that sofa, and my synapses are firing off like I've been necking pills in a warehouse rave. And the, the, the EQ on the mics of her voice is so bright, it's actually making little kind of things dance in front of my eyes, like when you <laughs> screw your eyes up really tight. They're doing their best. They're yeah. doing their best because the mic in its stand has been positioned in the city of Durham so that yes. you get some feedback. <laughs> Moira, if you're listening, fair fucking play to you. She's singing a song called My Ain Folk. Now, my grandma used to sing that. Unfortunately, this appears to have been arranged by somebody who wants the value and is being paid by the minute, and that's why it lasts about 45 other fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a song go as slowly as this. I'm going to ask you this, Ozzy Bognos, because you have, on occasion, for your local, um, for your local brass band, you've played the triangle. I have. What what note is Moira ending on? Uh, I think it's actually off the scale. <laughs> right, right, because I've never heard anything quite like that I in my entire an, life. I think it's an L. <laughs> I think it's yes. an L. Yes. Good Lord. Anyway, br- brace yourself, folks, because the midnight chimes are coming. The last waltz. This is what I love. We're halfway through the show. Yeah. And we've got the last waltz of 1983, first waltz of 1984. Hmm. The audience gets up for this relatively sedate dance. And and then? <laughs> and then well, no, but then it's like we get Big Ben chiming in the new year. No, 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 we... no. Before we get Big Ben chiming, the people that dance, yes, there are married couples. And downstage in the left-hand corner of the screen, there are three old women dancing together with their yep. arms around one another, like lads just coming out the pub, bit pished, just going for a haggis pakora. You know, but there's no shooters and champagne here. There's no fucking Jules Holland. It's just a nice little calm way to see in the next year. This is the thing. It's absolutely beautiful. There's no yeah, mass yeah. countdown. They don't immediately launch into all Lang Syne. This would be unheard of today. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. The the chiming of Big Ben mixed in with the music of the waltz is similar to what a lot of teenagers would have heard in the 90s in Ibiza in a club having dropped as many tabs of acid as they could get cram in the mouth. When you say mixed in, do you mean the same way that Germany mixed into Poland in 1939? (laughs) 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 Fuck me. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, there's no other way for me to say that. Stripes and Triangles is back because... absolutely. Another edition (laughs) of Science Workshop coming. Well, they pull the net and the balloons fall and Stripes and Triangles reacts to this as if she's won the fucking lottery. Absolutely. She's never seen anything like this in her life. She is having the time of her life, the woman. It's because each, balloon, each balloon's got cocaine in it. That's why you can hear them all popping. The programme was recorded on the Friday. She was on the steps of that studio Monday morning, telling you now, in a sleeping bag. It's a fair fucking play. It wouldn't be Hogman Air without a pipe band. No. And... All Goodwill at BBC Scotland, there's about 30 of them. Yes, and this is fantastic. Can you think, can you think what the fucking racket must be like in that studio? Because you know how loud one of them is when well, they're outside? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had been standing out in the cold on Queen Margaret Drive for half a bastard hour just to come in and overload the mics and the studio floor. I mean, did health and safety okay this? Was there a risk assessment done? As you know, Ozzy. The bottom section of all bagpipes have got that fire foam that they put in fire extinguishers. Right. So if it comes to it, they can just squeeze a bit harder, put the fire out, it's fine. Fair point. And I actually know some genuine Highland pipers 
They are the calmest, softest spoken people I've ever... What the fuck am I telling you? They're all loud hooligans, but they're bloody wonderful musicians. Hootsman and help my Boab. And I would say... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I would say that they were so loud, in fact, that they managed to snap the VHS that was recording this show. Um, so there's a brief break in transmission on these... There was. Uh, pr- there was. Yes. On the yeah. Propriety Wetmer streaming site. But then we get back with another bloody song about days of long ago in the shadow of Ben Braggy. <laughs> We're rescued, however. Or is that the right word? Because then, who is this man that bursts in like he owns the place? Ladies and gentlemen, Sidney Devine. Yes! yes! Now, we've got, we've got prior with this man. We certainly have. This is the man who's blessed with the yodelling proficiency of a pair of scissors. With a chest wig that starts far too low on his blues-on shirt. This is Yeah, this is what I couldn't work out. I can't tell if it's the quality of the transfer that we were watching here. But Sidney Devine appears to be wearing a mint green Vegas show shirt, open to the waist, with matching yes. slacks. Yeah. Well, it's a jump, It's an Elvis jumpsuit. Is it, it, is. Is, it an all, is it a onesie? It looks, looks like to, to it me. Does, it does, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just, Either way, I'm thinking, Devine by name... Divine by nature. Sydney wow. is fucking loving this. And yes. you know for a fact they've had to handcuff him to a radiator in the green room until after midnight. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. he would have gone through and ravaged every single woman in that studio before stepping yes. on the dance floor. Yes, this is and singing This happens weirdest, later on as well, but there is there is this, yes. The, the man's weirdest selection of music I have ever heard. And having to end with a last line repeat and big finish. Grass of home! <laughs> yes, Sydney does Why? a... Um, let's call it a medley of Country Roads, <laughs> the Green Green Grass of Home, and the Bonnie Banks of Loch Lomond, a.k.a. Take the High Road. Yeah. it's. I get that there is a big tradition of country music in Scotland. I know this. That's fine. But you're like, who put this together? Is it Was, it, was this Maggie Moon's idea? Was this like you tell you what, Sydney? You sing these that way. I don't like. I don't look like the biggest idiot on the program. Or he's lost his sheet music on the way up to the gig, and he's got he's raked through her bag. <laughs> it's possible. It is absolutely possible that. Yep. Good lord. Never mind. He's off soon enough. And yep, he's back on. The comedian person is back dressed as a policeman. People are biting the back of the seats at this hilarity. They really yeah. are. This is weird. Yeah, we get Hector Nickel again. You say police uniform, that's if the police wear drainpipe trousers. Yeah. Yes. Now now that the audience are quite watered, it'd be quite interesting to hear the reaction. Oh, here we go. But one of the best camera cuts of the entire show, gentlemen, and that is after the joke about bleach of the priest, yep. cut to a yes. Chinese man laughing. Yes, yes. it is insane. Because we haven't yep. seen him before, we will not see him since. And you're like, okay. And again, again. He's having to do this sort of policeman-type set with the audience behind him. So he's having to work to the camera and to the few people he can see in his peripheral vision. It's really fucking awkward. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. Moon's back. And this time... Oh, let's just keep up the country and western theme. Yeah. By singing with... Right, OK, I was struggling. I thought, what, who does Bill remind me of here? And I've realised who he looks like. He looks like renowned TV presenter and journalist John Stapleton, if he had a beard. Interesting, because <laughs> I was going to say um, 
Michael Staniforth, a.k.a. Timothy Claypool, if somebody had put a bike pump up his arse and pumped him up a few times. Right, right, well, OK, I'll go with See, that See, I was well, just going to go for Peter Sutcliffe, but carry on. Right. <laughs> now, two questions about Moon at this point, because she's clearly still entering in fully into the spirit of this. One, yes. has she pulled her cleavage down a bit? <laughs> and two, this isn't a duet, it's a trio. It's Maggie, Bill and Maggie's legs. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've basically got, yeah, Maggie Moon and Bill Torrance and they're duetting on Islands in the Stream. Now, I am an absolute sucker for a harmony, so I fucking love this segment, right? Yeah. It's just a shame that Maggie is so low in the mix that she might as well be fucking miming. You're Agreed. reading my notes. Absolutely. Once, is her mic actually turned well, on? Never mind. Uh... Once she does her verse, the balance is fixed a little bit. But again, awkwardly enough, half of the melody seems to be below her range and the other half is too high. Even I don't know how this works. And then a bit more dancing and off they go back into the street to stand around a brazier by this point because there must be absolute frostbite. This is Seriously, this is what happens when the production team have been given an hour's broadcast slot and they only have 40 minutes of material. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. If it had been ITV with adverts, they'd have been fine. Yeah, but, but Blackout, in those days... Dancing used to feature quite a lot in variety shows all over the country. You know, it was just a nice thing to have on telly. Put Once the dancers or twice. in for a bit. This is like the fifth fucking time this has happened. It is Scotland, though. They dance more than most <laughs> to keep warm. <laughs> to keep themselves warm. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie's back. Singing that well-known Scottish favourite, That'll Be The Day. Um, and also, she, she tries valiantly to get some audience interaction. Uh, this consists of one man saying, Magic. <laughs> yes, yes, does it? Does it? Which he manages to sound, make sound so unconvincing that she moves on very quickly and decides, I'm not going to chance that again. I yeah. love that Maggie's back in her range here, but it looks like she's also been back on the scotch. Maggie Moon is bringing the energy of a drunk auntie at a teenager's birthday party. Ozzy Bognobs, you like Maggie Moon, don't you? Oh, God, do I? I've got her album and everything, you know? Bit of trivia for you. Thanks to mm. the Virgin Galactic test flights in 2003, Maggie Moon has actually been to the moon, but the ship wasn't equipped to make a landing, so it only orbited the satellite before returning to Earth. Maggie thought that she was going to be able to collect some rocks, so she was fucking livid about this, and if you mention it to her in an interview, she will walk out. It's true that, you can look it up. I think I will. Now, I never knew that. You learn something new every day. It's taught me a fucking lesson. As it has Tiger Tim Stevens, because he brings on somebody of a considerable talent discovery called Colette. Ah, yes, the Aldi Sheena Easton. Ty, I love that Tim goes, she's going to be a massive star, so naturally, she has never been heard of again. (laughs) Indeed, and I did... I mean, all I've got written here is, pet, stand the fuck still. (laughs) She, yeah. yeah, she's given it 300%. Yeah, she's singing a song I used to play for the goes you please at the buffs for one particular woman, and she couldn't <laughs> sing it either. It's only one phrase. What I like the most is because Colette only goes by her first name, she's now impossible to find any reference to on the internet. Can't find out even what she was then. She's got Colette, Scottish singer. It brings up about five other singers. It's That's it, she's lost. And all of them are about 20, so yes, exactly. <laughs> And, and I, do you know what I think it was? The curse of Sidney Devine, because he said she'll have lots to smile about in the future. And a quick internet search would suggest that to be the polar opposite, Sid. Sorry, <laughs> mate. And you go yeah. on to sing a song called Pearly Shells, which I actually thought was something that was on a card in a phone box I saw in London many years ago. 
Yes, Sydney's doing his thing again. He's trying to get up with members of the audience. (laughs) Well, nothing to fucking do with it. The man physically attacks a woman. She's not even... He puts the mic to her mouth, and she's not singing shells there. She's singing help. Yes, Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Right there. His face is pressed into hers. Her husband (laughs) should have belted him. Her husband should have given him a clip. Right there. Indeed. And Sydney's another one who basically drives his key change into a wall. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's not so much a key change, more like, you know, a key cut. I love, I fucking love that he finishes pearly shells, infamously a Hogmanay number, with the, and a happy new year! And you're like, fucking hell, Sydney. What yeah. the fuck? What the God shivering bless. fuck indeed. Another dance routine coming up, or back onto the dance floor. The bloke in the Christmas jumper just doesn't care now. He really does not care. He's got one of the BBC dancers, and that's his nightmare. Fish supper at the Blue Lagoon and away home, eventually. Seriously, everyone's up again for this one. And yeah, why the fuck not? There's only four minutes of the programme left. Let's have everyone doing a dance which involves steps where they walk backwards. This'll end well. Indeed. And they all have to clap once, and one woman has clearly never understood what clapping is. No. She puts her hands together on the wrong beat in the wrong phrase and just stands there like, oh, well, this is jolly, isn't it? As she gets worn down by man in the bonnet walking backwards without his reverse sensors on. What I like about this particular scene is we get a few nice little shots with the camera and there's clearly chaos because apart from anything else, people don't know where to put themselves on the dance floor. Yes. Um, there's professional dancers, there's the audience dancing. Yeah. It looks like... The scene on the Poseidon adventure when the ship tips up. Aye, <laughs> <I>, yes. <laughs> yeah, the camera crew, again, have just given up. They're just staying behind this fucking line where no one else is allowed, like, either side of it. And they're like, we're just... We're, fuck it. Let's cut... To, the editor can make something out of this. We're just going to film what's happening. We're busy. This is live news now. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what, lads, it's New Year's Eve. You see your camera scripts, Yes. Put your tab out on them and fling them. Let's just do this. Yeah, indeed. And that's what... (laughs) You see, you say the Aneedon line. For me, it was like the scene in Blaze and Saddles where the fight just burst into the studio where they're doing a dance routine. That's what I expected to happen. Eventually, the guy's doing... And it's nearly uh, 20 past midnight now on BBC Scotland. Bang! And in the kiln, you know. Beautiful chaos for Christmas. This is what you want. And yet there is still time for two more songs. The world's longest wrap-up, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't it? We got Moira Anderson. She's back on that sofa. Good Lord, yeah. giving us Will You Know Come Back Again. Uh, how prescient. Well, quite. <laughs> <laughs> and then we close with a, sort of like a, a double header of, and I quote, We're no awa te bide awa. Yeah. And Maggie's done her homework. She's really entering into the spirits of this. What I, what I love in this is the look on Moira Anderson's face as she tries to ignore Tim Stevens dancing next to her. She she's got a major furious. bag on about him. She's got a serious bag on about him, yes. I tell you. The, and, and, you know, <laughs> and also also Colette, I think, because she still appears to be in the throes of strychnine poisoning. Stand still. <laughs> when we've got that final lineup at the end, there is a certain hierarchy and Moira has been pushed aside. Yeah. Yeah. And it is it is evident on her face she is not happy. In fact, when it cuts to, the, when the little songs have ended and it's down to or everyone dancing with each other, she storms off. Yeah, yeah. she's like, you know who I am, right? I'm, I'm the one who's going to have you all killed. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And 11 years ago, I was called a bird by Jimmy Tarbuck, and I pulled a funny face at the camera. So don't you fucking tell me about this. I'm going to go lick Kenneth McKellar's legs. You know what I mean? So we finally, finally go into all Lang Syne. Yeah. It's, it's in the contract, the and I, I, I genuinely love that they've saved it till the actual end, not the midnight yeah. slot. That's absolutely fine. Indeed. And... I think we're there. We're over the line, aren't we? Almost. I'm quite interested at the producer who was Anne Summers. Clearly, just before she started her lingerie business, this was the last gasp of her producing career. <laughs> well, there we are. Gentlemen, thoughts on BBC Scotland's <laughs> hey, 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 New Year's Eve 1983. Mr Blackout. Scottish country dancing is used as lazy filler material here. But other than that, the New Year party is claustrophobically glorious. Eight pegs. There you go. Mr Ozzy Pognops. Nine pegs. Boom. Boom. Scotland for the Scottish. Boom. No network Man. interference, unlike the following years on Mitigated Disaster. Something for all generations, something for the dads, something for Sidney Devine's single fan, and something for the kids. Harmless, sweet in a way, a world away from the shite they put out now these days. Nine pegs. Bang. There we go. Dr. Velvet. Well, what a ride. This is non-stop and live. Very well produced, directed and stage managed, I would say. Dated as a pharaoh's tit, but then so am I. <laughs> Aside from a couple of questionable comedy elements, this is how you do New Year's Eve. Producers, take note. Nine pegs. Good man. At last we agree. Fantastic. We Fantastic. So, Mr Blackout, the question on every BBC Scotland stage manager's sporran is how many hops will it take you to leap across the dance floor and up the glen? Well. The New Year party features none other than the beslacked wonder of Sidney Devine, who we met at a previous Hogmanay in the company of... Russ Abbott, who appeared in three episodes of Live From Her Majesty's under the auspices of Jimmy Tarbuck, who was of course the host of All-Star Comedy Carnival, which featured Peggy Mount. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I'd have been searching for myself all day. Very good. Very good indeed. Very good indeed. Mr Bognobs? Two, gentlemen. Two. This New Year party features none other than Maggie Moon, who appeared in an episode of 1981's Summertime Special next to... Rod Hull, who we recently saw cropping up in the All-Star Comedy Carnival with... Peggy Mount. I mean, would you keep a letter saying that you were unfit for the land army? Lovely. Thank Lovely. you. Thank you very much. And finally, take us home, Dr Velvet. Take us home. I shall do that as briefly as I can. This New Year party stars none other than Moira Anderson, who was, as we all know, part of the All-Star Comedy Carnival with... Peggy Bone. 
don't you buy a bell and tie it round her neck? Perfection, 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 Doctor. A lovely perfection. job, a lovely job. Very good indeed. Which brings us to the event stroke sound effect that we've all been waiting for, which I do believe <laughs> is starting now, Ken. Am I right? Yes? Yes, here it is. OK, here we go. Ten. Nine. Nine eight, eight. Seven. seven six, six. Five. Four. four three, three. Two. two one. one. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Get out! Get in! Happy New Year, Pegs! Oh, Very good. good lord! Fabulous! There it is! There it is! Wow! New Year, All here we that. come! I totally agree. Fantastic! And do you know? I spy a few stray sausage rolls left on the buffet table. So. <laughs> Yes, while I throw them into the Angels of Light dip, Blackout's got your socials. Yes, thank you once again for spending this year with us. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email PeggyManPod at gmail.com or we are PeggyManPod on all of your favourite social media platforms. Five-star ratings are always welcome, as always, on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to us. Don't forget to go to PeggyManPod.com to check out the show notes for this and all of our other episodes and to click through to our online store for your New Year's resolution to buy cooler T-shirts. It's as simple as that. It really, really is. Aussie Bognops, thank you once again for popping in. And you too. What a fabulous year. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. No, thank you for being here. Absolutely, it's our pleasure indeed. And a heartfelt thanks to you, dear listener, for downloading us all throughout the year. From all of us here at the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour, we wish you health, wealth and happiness for the new year. Until you next hear from us. Keep, Keep Mountains of Home! And that's not golf. <laughs> 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 the Peggy Man Calamity Hour is a free podcast from iCall Media which holds production copyright. Opinions and recollections expressed are not to be taken as fact. The title and credit music is by Dr. Velvet. Audio segments from television programs are presented for review and informational purposes only under fair use, and no ownership of these is claimed or implied by this show. For more information, visit PeggyMountPod.com. Peggy Man Calamity Hour.